Yo, what up, what up? From Hypebeast Radio, I'm Manning, and this is Mike Line, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artist or major player in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered, and you never know who may pop by. For this episode of Mike Line, we talk to I Love McConan about his new music, Little Peep, Coming Out, and so much more. Welcome to Mike Line. We have a another episode of Mike Line. Um, we have an artist who I who I think is like definitely one of the most creative and also one of the most important in the last five to six years. Um, and I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Oh, so um, I love McConan. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming out and taking your time and um, sitting down with us. We are in Warner Brothers Record Studios. This is like really really nice here and I'm really comfortable. So I just want to shout that out. Same shots out. Um, so I think the cool thing about your musical career is that you have always been someone who's been able to like truly push what people's idea of sound is yeah. within genres. Since their beginning, like you have always been someone who's just like, I don't want to do this really. I want to do something else with like, but keep it within the same sphere where the listener won't feel too far off, you know, like yeah. too lost. Yeah. Uh, and so listening to M3, it was really cool because one, it was really good to hear new music from you and just like soak in a, a, a complete project for you, yeah. um, a complete EP. And um, also I thought it was cool how you you kind of just like delivered in different aspects of sound and genre yeah. where it was like to some stuff that was more popular and some stuff was more 808 trap stuff. Um, so I guess just your creative process now, now that you're... Um, been doing this for what five to six years or maybe longer yeah since uh, i've been signed yes i would say what is the process now for creating music the process now is you know just going to the studio trying to capture um you know like just trying to capture a moment you mm-hmm. know and on a record or in a song that's kind of how the process has always been but now i don't know i'm just know that the listener is more aware and more listening you know at first i would just kind of do i guess just what i wanted to do and now i just feel like the process is being more considerate of what others like and what they want to hear and you know make it a uh inclusive type of thing you know what i mean because it's like it's a community of music the, the artists the producers the fans the listeners the you know people with opinions and stuff so i just i just try to keep it where everyone's involved you know what I mean? So the conversation is always open and, uh, you know, it's always up for like, you know, remixing type mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah. When you say inclusive, I get um, what do you mean by um, getting the listeners involved in particular in that aspect? Well, um, like the list of fans and listeners, they give a lot of feedback. And so especially with social media nowadays, you can kind of like talk to them and see what they're going through and like see what's on their mind. What what are they kind of, you know? issues they're dealing with so it's like you want to be able to hit on topics that you know that they will uh that'll mean something to them you know what i mean that they could relate to that that's like all right that's something we we need to you know we need it musically so you know what i mean like thank you for giving us that because a lot of times you as an artist you can just keep giving people what you want to give them and then you'll see like oh they're not they don't fuck with me no more or something but it's like you have to you have to keep a it's like a relationship you know it's two-way street you want to keep it open and be like you know what do you what type of music y'all want or what type of emotions should i be trying to tap into as as the artist that y'all like to do these type of things mm. so it's more um subject matter rather than sound 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. As far as like the, I, I would try to like the subject matter in different sound. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it, just like, let's try it a new way. Mm. You know what I mean? It's pretty much maybe the same subject of heartbreak, but let's try it in a, you know, kid-like, you know, ice cream truck sound type of thing. You know what I mean? To where it, you don't get those same sort of feelings when you first match them up. You know, you want to keep trying to change it and shift it, reinvent something that's already, you know, kind of already been made. Yeah. As artists and just um, just, just guess talk to artists, um, I think what I hear frequently is um, when making music, is it's like you said, it is catching a moment. I guess my curiosity is during the process of making and trying to figure out the moment, when do you, one, feel like this is a moment like, oh, snap, we may have got something here. And like how many of the mistakes or not even just mistakes, how many of the diversions or alternative ideas do you go through to capture that moment? Um, a few. Like I could say with the song on M3 Drunk on Saturday, mm -hmm. I remember Love that song. Thank you. I remember making that in the studio. And at first it was more of like me and my, you know, like my thing. And I was singing, you know, to the person like, you know, you fucked up bad and, you know, you want me back and all this type of like, you know, like you need me type of shit. Mm. Like, you know, like I'm not I'm not hurt and I'm too, you know, what I'm saying I'm too strong and I'm too good. But I was like, that's not really vulnerable for the listener. So it's like, you know, and like, that's not what they, you know, what I mean, it's like they I would when you're drunk and you're getting your feelings, you more telling them how you feel mm -hmm. and so it's like you know i want you back babe i know i fucked up bad and you know now i'm drunk on saturday um you know still lonely feeling sad and so like that i was like oh this is this is gonna make more sense for the people this is what they can sing rather than you know i'm just singing this to my one person telling them like you know you fucked up and you know like <laughs> da, da. i was like let me make this more like everybody can sing this and feel this and it was like oh i feel that feeling i've had that feeling before too yeah you know like i know i felt like i fucked up rather than y'all fucked up <laughs> you know <laughs> i didn't do nothing wrong it's your fault yeah so it's like nah just take some it's very vulnerable to take some responsibility and sort of say even like with the other song i'm a loser saying stuff like that i just feel like it's it's not really common to express things that aren't to make you look i guess in a brighter more positive shiny light type mm -hmm. of thing mm -hmm. you know like clouded up yeah you know like nobody would lit come out and say i'm a loser you know yeah. what i mean it's like no i'm winning i'm winning even if they losing yeah so it's like you know i wanted to you know just shoot a different aspect you know what i mean because like yo everybody's not always winning everybody's not always losing everybody's not always happy everybody's not always sad we need to have moments for all these things yeah I think that's why fans gravitate and um, have been loyal to your music because you show that spectrum because just looking at the landscape sometimes of music, especially now when there's so much of it going out at once, it's easy to just like listen to something and just hear a one-sided take on things. Yeah. And so um, how important is showing the spectrum of um, vulnerability and also just like human feelings? Yeah. Um, in your music i think that's the most important i think that's what i have the most with my music is the human element to it you know mm -hmm. like all the computers and instruments now everything's so skilled and like it can technically be there but it's like if it doesn't emotionally spiritually kind of hit the human soul then it you know it's just computerized stuff and especially with like uh social media and all this stuff nowadays everybody's wanting some real feelings you know what i mean because it's like you get so used to these likes and all that it just becomes a, yeah i yeah. liked it did i really like it did i have that feeling sensation of like oh i like it or is it just like oh, yeah 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 so it's like you want to have that that sort of real feeling it's like when you 
kiss your you know significant other is different than just like kissing somebody you just you know met out on a one night stand type mm-hmm. of thing you know yeah the more i guess older i get the also more i'm just like apprehensive with social media because in my head is like it's it's such a great tool where you can literally find out what's happening at that moment just like something could be something as trivial just like your favorite star is doing something doing a robot Mm-hmm. outside or something so important is like hey there's about to be a meteor crashing um mm-hmm. happening within the next hour and it's like a mass spread of just like information it is um but then it's just it it just feels like instead of it being this wonderful tool of just access information it's just a gluttony a successful of just gluttony showing off vanity yeah and just yeah and negativity it's, it's just like wow how do we turn this amazing <laughs> tool that's funny <laughs> i was just on tiktok the other day and i was just like just going through stuff looking and i was like when did all these people become so like you know so like sexy or something it's like everybody's like licking their lips and like you know hat off and like they with their crew and everybody's like we all like i'm like yo like what like what is going on everybody's like you know selling you on like yeah i look good and i'm fine and you know like you you know you want me type it's like yo what's going on i still don't get tiktok and i understand i'm and i'm also just because i'm in music i'm just like i need to figure out how why is this tool so powerful yeah where literally it can take a song that been in the web for like a uh, six months yeah and make it into a household hit yeah. just because of a what a few a, 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 few t- a 50 yeah, second like, sound bite and yeah. a couple of dances but when i do see it i see i only see the fun part but then now that you talk about it i definitely did notice people just like wow how does how are you over sexualizing tiktok yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's supposed to be like a dance and like but it's like everything everyone's very like you know vain Mm-hmm. It's very like give me my likes. I'm a narcissist. Like, yeah. ugh, and I'm just like, dude, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't want to give the wrong like. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm just like, is that because of a, a, a like when I, I, I think, think that, it's those filters. You know, those filters start putting everything I ever making everybody want to do all this crazy shit. Yeah. Now it's like everybody think they always in a filter, and then you only see the good. And yeah, you, you only exactly. see like I. I think the best the best phrase I heard or description I heard about social media. It's like a commercial of the best parts of you, yeah. Of which is like yeah. a second of your life, yeah. Um, and so I think about that in music aspect, where just like it's so much of trivial, not nonsense. I don't want to knock it off because it's cool to celebrate. You know, I want to celebrate. I want to yeah. pop the drink. I want to whatever, whatever. But it gets to a point where it's so saturated. It's just like now I feel like people just listen to it and think, all right, that's how I should be. Yeah. So that's how I'm going to be. Yeah. So how important do you think music is in terms of just like delivering messages? I think it's so important. You know what I mean? I feel like the artists need to get back into putting better messages in the music and the art. You know what I mean? A lot of the lately, a lot of the art hasn't really been music art. It's just more of like marketing art. You know what I mean? And mm. that's like there should be a, a industry for that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, that was marketing sickness. But like music wise, it's not hitting on the thing that all the music listeners were looking for is music. But it's going as number one because of all the attention and stuff. And so it's like it's it's different. You know what I mean? It's like, are we are we is it number one attention or is it number one because we all like the song? Yeah. You know, and it's like that's starting to become very hard to 
differentiate and then it's like you know i don't know like it, as an artist it's like you know i'm really in here putting work into my craft into the art i want you guys to hear the song it's not about you know the theatrics and the other bullshit around it it's like what did the song mean to you when you hear it and now it's like they want everything but the song yeah you know what i'm saying i need to see you trip on the floor and fall and then it's like oh well you got a song out then i can listen to it but it's like you know if they're just trying to listen to the song it's like people are I don't know. They're no longer interested in just the music. They're yeah. interested in everything else. And then you do music. Right. And I'm just like, I'm not sure if it's a good or bad thing. I guess in me, I'm like, it's a, it's a pretty bad thing because <laughs> it's just like, uh, you no longer, it's like now songs need to be packaged with shit. Yeah. Like, and so a t-shirt or ice cream bundle. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, it's like, it's not, I'm not buying a song no more. I bought the iPhone because that's what y'all was giving with the song. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's um, like, dang. Oh, oh, one thing I definitely want to actually talk about is just like, I guess the spike in um, hip hop and how it's now this huge umbrella genre. Because I think before, when people think of hip hop, they think of one thing. And then now, because of artists like yourself and artists within the hip hop spirit are making all this different type of music that grew up in different, that grew up with different type of music playing, mm -hmm. um, it's becoming these sub genres and beneath it. Um, so I guess I just want to give your take of just like, where do you see hip hop going in the future and how important, because I think it's now come to a point where we may have to like, uh, it should, everything should be considered hip hop, but it'd be pretty cool to see like alternative hip hop or indie hip hop, you know, just yeah. like different categories and stuff. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. Cause it's becoming so big now. It's like, it now has to start getting subcategorized, yeah. you know, cause it's like, it's hip hop, but now it's like, you know, this is goth hip-hop punk hip-hop and glam hip-hop and fucking trap hip-hop and mm -hmm. you know like fucking moody hip-hop you know mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know it's it's just keep growing and going and i don't i don't know it's like you know it needs a uh i guess it's young players to always keep the thing going mm -hmm. but i just feel like the uh, subject matter and content is slowly drifting away to where people are spending less time with themselves to put a uh body of workout to where it's like i really hear you Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like with Nas, like every Nas project, I hear Nas and it's like, damn, like all these gems and like, whoo, it's like, shh. you know what I mean? That Thank you, Nas, for yeah. being Nas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you were fucking, you know, in your mind and you was, you know, formulating this and you gave it to us. Yeah. And it's like nowadays a lot of people ain't even spending time to formulate nothing. They just got down. Adidas, 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 I got down to Nike, 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 Nike. Well, yeah, that's it. That's the new song. It's like, what? Yeah. And I'm just like, I wish I could put all that in the category and be like, Okay, right, shoe rap. That. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the shoe rap. I need I need fucking motivation rap. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I go into that because um I love the records you put out with um with Lil Peep. Um, rest in peace. Thank you. Um because I thought hey, Lil Peep was so interesting when he when he when I first started listening to him when he was coming out, because I was like, this dude definitely has hip hop inspirations, but it's also very punk. Mm -hmm. It's also very it's super unique. So it's just like, man, this is I don't know where to classify this, but this is something unique and different. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, my question is, is just like, what about him that made him so special in your point of view? Um, what made him so special was like, he was a uh, fan artist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he would definitely let you know that he's a fan of things that influenced him. You know, a lot of artists will always try to hide their inspiration or their influence. And it's like, dude, it's clear day you got down sound like or you look like you know but he was very like big up the artist and tell them and like you know what i mean like let you like 
know that you know like wow your shit influenced me to do my shit and it's like you know you can hear my shit not trying to sound just like your shit mm -hmm. so it's like wow that's good it's like uh it's like growing you know what i mean it's like the artist water the plant and then the plant grows and bears new fruit and then now it's new people that come to enjoy little peep you mm -hmm. know what i mean but it's like i couldn't sort of like make little peeps music you know what i mean but like little people tell me he was influenced by my music and like the you know like the subject the type of emotional type of things you want to hit on mm -hmm. and so um i was like that's that's fire that's dope like i i hear it i hear your uh i hear your like not like the say the melodies or music but i like i hear the emotion i hear the that human element that you're hitting on you know what i mean and that's what like good artists have you know what i mean it's like they it don't have to really sound like another it's just as long as you touch my heartstrings like the other real artists and it's like i can feel it and mm -hmm. so like he definitely had that in him some sort of like uh raw emotion to connect with other humans where like i don't know humans could feel his pain yeah. through his music and shit and uh he's unique because he's he's like soaking it in a sponge and then giving it out and like you know like it's not like, nah, I ain't going to do that. Or that's too whack. It's like, oh, yeah, let me check that out. Maybe I can incorporate that. Or maybe, you know, that's that's not for me. That'll be good for so-and-so. You know, he was definitely just very not shoot down. You know what I mean? You know how, like, when you tell that art, they kind of shoot down all your ideas and stuff. So it doesn't, you don't really want to, like, give anymore. Mm -hmm. It was very, like, uh, you could always brainstorm with him. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? He's like a real creative, a real artist to where, like, he really lived this shit. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, it was for the gram and now you you off of it. Yeah. You off the artist shit now, dog. You back on your fucking, because you're getting like shit. But he was like fully artist full time. So, yeah. and like, that was just cool. It, it became like, we would go to the studio and then leave and go hang out and just live. It just, you know, let's go eat some food together. Let's go, go shopping. And then it just became like, oh shit, we're just hanging. And it was like, oh, this is what like real art is. Like you real art, you could really, you could, you know what I mean? You don't have to just, hide in the studio behind your persona mm -hmm. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you don't you can come out in public and like interact you can fucking cough and sneeze and shit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like that's what we what people want to see that's what they need and so i feel like that's one thing he was very raw and real and connectable you know what i mean like somebody we, you feel him you could connect to him yeah one thing is like what a lot of artists they i'm seeing is becoming so like don't touch me because I'm not from y'all. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. even though I'm saying I'm the realest motherfucker in the streets and I'm from the hood and all this shit, but like, I ain't like y'all. I ain't, I ain't no broke boy. I ain't, you know what I mean? I ain't, I'm in Versace and Gucci and whoever the fuck else. I'm not, I'm not like y'all. And so like a little peep is like, I'm like y'all. You know what I mean? Like I'll be in these dirty ass pants too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, thank you, bro. That's dope. You know what I mean? That's more like me right now. I can't afford no fucking $500 Gucci to sit up here and stunt on y'all. Yeah. It's like, I'm in my Levi's yeah. and I'm doing me and my art. And it's like, that's the stunt. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what I got from him. Um, <laughs> how much um records did you happen to record? We made about twenty. Mm. Yeah. Um we started in like July twenty seventh, twenty seventeen, and it's about September twenty seventeen. So yeah. We did about twenty over that time. And um is there still plans to to put out the project? Yeah. Um Columbia, you know, records have the full say. Or not the full say, but you know, like they run his music. Thing. So I don't know if they want to do the whole Peep and McConan album or they're going to do another little Peep album and maybe pick some songs that me and Peep did and songs that he did with other artists and, mm -hmm. you know, to make, you know, but uh, I, I don't know. However it goes, I'm, yeah. I'm down to get it out for the people. I've seen the mother tweet, um, I guess, Cheryl, like, you're about to do another album and that was exciting, but I'm going to be honest because I'm always, this is, I guess it's just something that's been popping in my head more, more often than not, just because, unfortunately, there's been like a lot of deaths in hip-hop over yeah. the last couple of years and so i'm like 
I don't always pronounce this, this shit wrong. Posthumous albums. I always yeah. pronounce that. You can say it. Yeah. Posthumous. Posthumous. Yeah. yeah. I always pronounce that word wrong. I'm still like 50-50 now. I guess now that I'm, I guess, older and kind of just like, just, I guess, cognizant of just like, and asking questions, just like, who picks these songs? How close to them would be? Where does even like, how much of a factor is the money in this? Uh-huh. Would this sound, would this be a song that the artist would put out if the person was alive, et cetera, et cetera? So I guess in this instance where um, there's, there's probably like a plethora of songs he recorded yeah. and stuff like that, I guess what do you think it's like the, the way to do this? Because I see his mother tweeted out that she's going to pick it and then along with uh, some collaborators, you know, I'm just always just like, yeah. how did this all come together? Yeah, I don't know. You know, as far as like with my project with him, if I was them, I would let me lead it because mm. I was the one in the studio leading it and making it. And totally. like I was there with him. And we made this together. I feel like I don't know. You know, it be it becomes different factors and everybody wants to sell the records and, you know, all this other shit. And it's like it ended up missing the magic that was fully made. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like it's no disrespect to none of them, but it's like none of them were in the studio with me. I don't know any of them like that. We, I don't create with them creatively. So it's like I can't really hear their creative say on stuff. You know what I mean? It's like I know when Lil Pe- when me and Lil Peep do shit, it's very strong in what he want to do. And like what he want to do would not be the shit that they want to do. You know mm. what I mean? And so like I just try to stay out of it as yeah. much as I can because it's so touchy and shit. It's very I just try to uh, you know, and just like to- whatever with my stuff, I I feel like, you know, I could I'm the artist still here, so I should be able to deliver it like as a baton. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, like the relay is like this other artist has moved has passed on. It's like I'm still here, I should be the one to walk it in the finish line. Totally. Yeah. Because and then you know what's crazy? I was watching Black, the new season Black Mirror and the episode with Molly Cyrus. And it was so crazy because it sparked the idea because, and not just even talking about people, I'm talking about like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Talk about those albums in general because in the in the Black Mirror episode, she was in a, a coma and people thought she died. And then the mother was just literally recreating songs from her voice that, that she thought of in her yeah. mind yeah and so that's a really extreme example really extreme like kind of display of just like how exploit can happen <laughs> yeah but i definitely get a sense sometimes when these, these super tragic moments happen that like man will this be okay is this okay to even buy as consumer like man is this something that's like that should be supported or something that's like hey you know what maybe they was making it while they pass yeah and so i'm always just iffy and stuff like that i guess i just feel like all that like what the artists they should always have like 75 percent of the proceeds go to an artist's charity or mm. something to put into the community and not just into the pockets of record execs who you know what i mean they ain't did shit, mm. you know what I mean? But other than just fucking came and collected the check. And it's like, yo, it should go to these fans and communities. Like, it should go to fucking making, you know, like like Peep, he passed away from a drug overdose and stuff. There should be, like, the percentages going into rehabilitation centers, a little Peep program to get people off of opioids. The shit with X should be, like, yo, gun violence and stopping domestic violence, all these type of things. That's where the money should be going to make a bigger impact because it does just feel like, yeah, we going to be sympathy and give y'all all of our money, but then where does it go? Is that the project you think the artist should put out? Yeah. Because I think the X one in particular, now that you brought it up, the last one, I was just like, this doesn't feel like an X album. It just yeah. feels like a, a collection of songs Yeah. that he worked on. Um, also, this just popped in my head. Um, 
M3 was released through Warner, and I was like, oh, snap, what made you sign back to a major? Oh, I've been signed to a major. They didn't let me go. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Because <laughs> I saw you were self-releasing a lot. Yeah, uh, or it was it was still through a major. Okay, cool. Or, like, you know, I'll put stuff on SoundCloud just as an artist, but, like, yeah. if it's going to go on streaming so far right now, it's going through the major because that's where I'm at. Okay. But, um, you know, it's all part of the, part of the industry. Nice. <laughs> um one uh i listened to your radio interview on i believe it was apple it was an apple um special segment uh with hattie collins i think yes yeah uh, i thought it was like one one of the most important interviews of the year just because it talked about a difficult subject in hip-hop that people really don't talk about which is about uh sexuality and um in hip-hop mm-hmm. and how hip-hop has still not it's not, I guess it has not fully accepted homosexuality and just the LGBTQ community in general. Yeah. And I thought you were so honest. Yeah. And I thought that was like super appreciative of that. And some things popped in my mind. One was that the when you were talking about coming out on Twitter yeah. and saying like, that's how people know me. So that's yeah. how I felt like. And I thought it was really interesting how you talked about you was in the water on vacation and you were like you was like i don't need this weight on me anymore yeah i need to be like especially that i'm in the water yeah um so i guess literally when that happened how much of the just like a fuck yes was it or was it just like i don't really care like let me just share this um the fuck yes happened on the boat like when i was out there in the water in the full moon and growing through the whole experience mm-hmm. and then i was like uh i'm just gonna do this when i get back you know what I mean? Like, because it's like... It don't matter to me. You know yeah. what I mean? But I see it matters to everybody else. A lot. You know what I mean? And it's like the biggest issue. And it's like, yo, this thing has been in the room in in hip-hop for years. Before 100%. I started rapping. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, nobody want to talk about it. Nobody want to, you know, mention it. And then, uh, you know, I saw a lot of, like, shading where a lot of people want to stop mentioning me and stop fucking with me. And so then I was just like, you know, I'm just going to be fully, you know, me and like do what they can't do cause, mm-hmm. or that what they won't do because, you know, I just know how it is. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to come out and be say I'm gay. You know what I mean? Because it's like it is what it is. And it's like this is what this is what the hip hop fan is dealing with. You know what I mean? Like, this written reality. This is what they dealing with most. More than being in the club on Tuesday, got your girl choosing. Like, all right, well, girl been choosing, club, stunning. I'll teach you how to stunt from Big Pimpin'. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we've been doing it, fam. What's next? Because if you trapping this hard and you going to jail for however long and you coming out of jail, it's like, yo, what, what's really good? What's really happening in jail? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody got to really tell us what's up because everybody's just out here frauding. And so then it's like, yo, so... I'm sick of y'all keep running around talking about you the realest motherfucker in the game when you out here frauding. Mm-hmm. And it's like, y'all all just keep frauding. And then it's like, when we going to talk about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, I'll, I'm going to talk about me and my life because everybody wants to say I'm a fraud. Yeah. So like, let me go ahead and speak all on me yeah. and about me 100% because I know about me. And then let everybody else speak about themselves. Um, I was coming here because it reminded me of uh, Lil Nas X and how he recently came out. And But one, I was listening to Young Thug's comments about Lil Nas X, and they brought up idea, because he was talking about, it's dope. He was like, yo, it's it's amazing that he did came out, but he may, shouldn't have had to, because now that's going to be his his only thing. That's the only thing people probably going to look at him for. And it's like, that's the only thing that motherfuckers is only concerned with the gay shit are looking for. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, if motherfuckers in here looking for music, they looking for music. If y'all looking for the gay shit, then that's the only thing you're going to see with that little boy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, y'all speaking on yourself more than we speaking about art and the music. G, mm. that's showing me that that's what you turned off on. That's mm. what you always think about them. It's like, I just think about music. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, their sexuality shouldn't have nothing to do with your music. You know what I mean? Like, it's music. 
Do you feel that because now you, you came out, or just like for Lil Nas X, now that's going to be like everything that revolves, that's going to be like every number revolves around him. Meaning just like when you go out to interviews, people ask you. When you get hit up, people only ask you about this. People yeah. are like, that becomes like the only focus. Um, do you I guess it's like a big focus though because not many people in hip hop are talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, I guess it's something to talk about. I, I just feel like I see what, Everybody know. Everybody's waiting for this conversation to bust into a big-ass conversation to where it's like, yeah, the OGs talk about it. They talk about it. The girls talking about it. Let everybody come in here and talk about what's really good with hip-hop. Yeah. Let everybody talk about Atlanta being the black gay capital of the world yeah. where all the you know hip-hop stuff is coming out from. But it's like, until we have that big conversation, it's always going to kind of just be like, yes, this is it. And it's like, yo, it's been rumor, gay rumors plaguing hip-hop since the 90s. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, Everybody want to talk about Versace and how much they love wearing Versace. Versace was gayer than anybody. Yeah. You know, he's known to be gay. He was telling Tupac, you the most sexiest man in the world. Tupac up here wearing a goddamn Versace. So the story goes, Biggie and them want to wear Versace too. Then Tupac getting jealous over y'all wearing Versace. Like, wait a minute, all y'all fighting over a gay designer? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's good? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Don't nobody want to talk about it though. Yeah. So it's like, yo, all right, fam, whatever. Like, let's keep it moving. It's not a conversation until they want to bring it up, but nobody really want to bring it up. So it's like, let's just, let's get back to the music. Yeah. How far apart do you think hip hop is from just like accepting? I don't know. Probably about, I don't know. You know, hip hop's got so much to accept. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they got so much to accept for themselves. It's like, I don't even know about the, the sexuality and the gay thing being the biggest issue for hip hop to accept. You mm -hmm. know, hip hop first needs to accept itself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As a person, no matter where they walk of life is. And a lot of times, most artists ain't coming out accepting themselves. Most artists are trying to get accepted for the materialism that they've got and the jewelry and all this other accolades that they can make. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you accept yourself as yourself, like in the beginning of hip hop, you know what I mean? Like in the when New York hip hop, when you know you got people coming from Brooklyn and this thing, it seemed like everybody was accepting of themselves, knew themselves, and we just gonna come out here and put ourselves out there like boom, and y'all get inspired by that, and you do you, you do me, and like it keep everything evolving. But like nowadays, it's like you know, so many people have gotten liked from stuff that they not like. Kanye said, "Everything I, you know, everything I'm not made me everything I am," and it's like, yeah, so many people out here that's gotten liked for these whole personas that they truly not are mm. and so it's like until we could accept that but it's, you know it's like that's years and years down the line so it's like we just i don't know it's it's a tough situation but hopefully the new generation can start seeing like you know maybe i'll just be me you know maybe i don't need all these tattoos to say i'm a gangster and you know whatever to get y'all to listen to my music yeah. you know what i mean maybe if i just accepted myself and really did me and told y'all about my real life, y'all accept it. Mm. But it's like a lot of people come from nicer areas trying to act like they're from the hood. Then you got people from the hood trying to act like they're from nicer areas. And it's like, we all confused on everything rather than like a person authentically telling you, this is me, like Master P. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that authentic of I'm from the NOLA, I'm doing it and I made it out here and I'm still out here helping and giving. It's like those type of people need to be more highlighted in hip hop and stuff. Like, mm. you know, there definitely needs to be more hip hop communal talks with our elders mm -hmm. you know what i mean because there's so many young that just run out here and are all in it but it's like we need our elders to talk to us tell us you know what i mean have the goddamn free concert or whatever where we can come in and talk and sit. but it's like i don't know everybody i think it, it needs to stop being so selfish and be more for the community mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like hip-hop is a community but it don't really have too many community leaders until one of hip-hop's artists is in jail and then the whole community could rally behind free him but it's like we got 
other issues at hand that we need the community rallying behind mm-hmm. daily. Yeah. You know what I mean? In America. Yeah. <laughs> That's facts. Yeah. Um, two things came to mind. Uh, one, I was reading um, Odell's um, GQ um, cover story. Really, like, really, really interesting. Not just as a person, but really good. It's an interview. And one particular part, they talk about sexuality, and he's, like, very much like, this is an outdated question. He was just like, I am. He just essentially just said, love who you love, be who you want to be. Um, and so listening to the like people reaction on ESPN, there was like, this is, this is such a mature answer because I, it's very, I don't think homophobic is the word, but it's very, I think maybe it's outdated to just, I guess, come out, Yeah, you know, to be like, yeah. and do you feel that like people should like the needs like that they have to now? Cause I feel like, IE, like they gave the example of this, like, um, there was rumors that, um, back in the day that Magic Johnson was was gay and he had he did like a press conference saying I'm not gay meaning like this is like some huge negative aspect of life and so I I never thought about well, that before and I was like is that is it now is it outdated is that something that in the black community it's a negative aspect mm. you know what I mean you a man and you say you gay you automatically got demasculinized they think you not worthy of standing up as a man you know what I mean so it's like sports athletes all that shit are macho guys if they so called say they gay the fan everybody because that's the way people are programmed mm-hmm. and then it's like you know oh you weak you soft you this you that you know it's like they probably don't want to deal with the headache of all that bullshit you know what I mean because it's like that's the way a lot of people grew up like you pussy you soft you know that's just the culture that has been bred here in america especially for the black culture with the gay stuff and all that now is just now becoming like hollywood accepting it you've seen it on tv a story like oh look mom like i they got rainbow like i could you know what i'm saying so it's like oh okay before it was never like it was like you get whipping go to church you know it's very like not not to do you mm-hmm. know what i mean like, it's like smoking weed in the house you're not doing it now it's like oh yeah we can smoke in here but um you know like our community that we grew up in, like our leaders, you know what I mean? Most of our, like I said, the Magic Johnson, if he had to do that back then, you know what I mean? Because the community is so on you so hard and it's like, it's such a negative thing. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like our leaders need to have more conversation with our community. Yeah. And then like, you know, it's like, we listen to y'all now because y'all got the money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, come back and use that voice because they will listen. Mm. Trust me, they hear money. And so it's like Magic Johnson, Jay-Z, they're hearing billion. And so when y'all come and say, we want to do something, we don't even have to speak. Just say we putting this together and got some good speakers here to have a teen summit for the kids to then talk and shit. It's like, thank you. We need that, y'all. Because it's like, what else are we doing? We out here on drugs. Facts. The community's on drugs and nobody wants the goddamn help. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, little bro died. Oh, little bro died. Oh, RP him, RP him. Yeah. Free so-and-so. It's like, what? Are we not going to talk about the drug epidemic here in our community? Mm-hmm. Like, hip-hop, we know last however many amounts of years, we've all been selling drugs on wax. You know what I mean? Like, when we going to clean up the community? Yeah. Because, like, I'm seeing all the drug dealers, like, shining, living good, but I'm seeing all the fans dying. Mm living bad and they parents like you know what the fuck my child was up here listening to so-and-so for the last five years now the dance done killed my son yeah and this motherfucker on stage trains on dangling shit it's like what yeah <laughs> can we can we save the community yeah because it's like it ain't gonna be a community left to perform for y'all yeah <laughs> the facts so i follow you on instagram also and i love that i think it was really cool that you moved to the northwest and how that place kind of is transformative in a sense that like 
it's the peace and tranquil of especially just talking to people that I know from the Northwest. It's just like it's a very cool place when you need to, I guess, have time for you. Yeah. <laughs> so like facts. that nature will overcome you and it'll like shut you up. Yeah. Like, Damn, I was over there tripping about that Instagram shit. Exactly. <laughs> like look at this forest fire, fuck around, kill everything out here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. It's like very like and I feel like when you did that move, you kind of just um it was it was like a, a transformative part of your career and then it felt like that was a move that was needed. Yeah, um, definitely. Tell me about that um that transition to the Northwest and just I guess during that period. Yeah. Well that period I was just I had moved to New York right before, mm. and uh, I was here going out every night. Mm -hmm. You can imagine club going up on Tuesday, any club, I'm in that <laughs> every day, free, all access. Like, ah, so it's like, I, man, I spent more nights awake here than sleep. And uh, so I was like, I was doing that, and then I'll go perform. And like, so I was just out and always in front of people performing and just partying. And I was like, I need some time to myself so I could, like, you know, get back into doing music, take care of myself. I was seeing fan, I mean, friends starting to, like, deteriorate from the hard partying we were doing so much. And it's like, oh, shit, this is real. Like, you know, you can't just go up every goddamn day, you know. So I was like, I want to grow. You know what I mean? I want to grow into a man and, like, learn and shit. And I was like, I ain't never been to Oregon. I always dreamed of it as a child. And I was like, you know, I just know it's wilderness. And it's like where men go. I was <laughs> like, well, I guess I want to go there and try to become a man. You know, like, I don't know any other men. I don't know anybody where it's like, I got to count on myself. And, you know what I mean? I got to go out here and build and build myself up and, you know what I mean? Get into me. Because mm. usually I've been like, in New York, I, I did run here because it was like, oh, I know so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. All these, like, you know, guys and girls that are older than me that I look up to. And it's like, you know, maybe I can come learn from them. And, like, you know, and then I got here and learned, you know, like, you just got to do what was best for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go out there, take some time for myself. And, uh, yeah, that's what I did. It was very good. Like, I'm I'm so glad I did it. You know, I feel like it saved my life because I was really on a fast up and then fast, like, you know, just just fast. I don't mm -hmm. even know which direction was going. To tell you the truth, if it was up or down, it was just like yeah. fast. And it's like, it could slow down and get back together. Did you develop any hobbies? Yeah. I got a lot of weed hobbies, <laughs> uh, cooking, of course. Nice. Uh, I'm trying to get into fishing. Nice. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that fish. They, there's this one guy that said, uh, he knows these people on the Indian reservation, and he's like, you take me down there and we'll skin fish and learn all this for like a week. So I'm like, all right, I'm down. Let's go uh, do that's it. That's fire. Yeah. He's like, you leave your cell phone. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of the motherfuckers. They're like, <laughs> they're like, I don't know how they even be popping up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about cooking because I love cooking. I think it's a great tool that teaches discipline and patience. Yeah. Facts. And then it's just also at the end of it, you get a fucking great meal. Yeah. Learn something. Yeah. I like it. It teaches me how to be sufficient and work, you know, for myself and put something into, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Put something into, you know, I take my time with it and like prepare it and make sure that it's going to be loved. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And nourishing. So that's just always fun to like, you know, guess like you're helping yourself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like giving myself good nutrition that I need and like putting in the things that I want and, you know, I enjoy. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's fun. It's a, definitely an adult thing to do, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> uh, what's your best meal? I cook, all right, I have two. It's like a baked peanut butter chicken. Okay, that's and fire. And then like a baked salmon. Okay. Yeah, those that's are my fire. favorites. Salmon, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying, trying to get the salmon down packed. Cause it's just like I want it like it the crispy skin, yeah, but like soft interior, yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, All right, I gotta get the, I gotta get this down, get, yeah. I gotta get the, get it in the right pot. Um, so if I was an, a new artist and I'm just like McConan, 
you know, please, how can I make the best music I can and whatever? What advice would you give that um, person? You got to practice, you know what I mean? Spend time with yourself, practicing your craft, um, get around some other supporters, you know, artists, engineers, songwriters, other people in the that do music and stuff with you and keep working and developing and, uh, you know, keep pushing yourself forward and just, you know, keep an open ear to what's going on out there because that's what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you want to talk about things that they're going through because that's what people need. Mm-hmm. They need some shit that they can help them with what they're going through. So like, you know, just make the best music, being authentic, being yourself and have fun and just put your real human emotion and stuff behind it. Nice. And then uh, last question, um, end of the year, 2019, um, what can fans expect from you? What can fans look into, look um, forward to? End of the year, 2019, we have uh, a tour. Nice. Uh, like mini tour, the Loser Run, doing like five cities in America. Nice. I'm going to London for August to do a lot of songwriting and working, try to put out some more music for the fall, winter time. Mm. Working on this edibles and weed stuff, so hopefully fans can get that soon. Um, so... Yeah, just been crafting, working on my craftsmanship, preparing. I'm super interested in the weed and uh, weed business. How hard is it to crack, and what is like the stuff that you're learning now? It's hard to crack. Like everybody got their licenses already and stuff, so like you got to go to the new states mm. that are just like Illinois just legalized it, so like they're still giving out licenses. So you want to go to those new places and. It's it's kind of hard. You need to already have somebody who has experience and growing. It's like you know what I mean. It's like somebody like wanting to jump in music and it's like you kind of already want to have somebody who's been songwriting in the studio that could show you around the shit mm. and then you can kind of get in there and start learning but yeah it's like it ain't just no jump in quick feet thing because i'm seeing like people have been been growing weed longer than i've been alive mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? and so uh for like me i see the different new things like you know it's new edibles and stuff and i'm like oh i cook and make little treats so like this is somewhere i can fit in at mm. you know they don't they don't see it like, you know, you trying to do something that you're not. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that's cool. Rather than like, yeah, I'm going to come out here, get a farm too. I'm growing and, you know, watch out. <laughs> it was like, nah, everybody growing. That, that rush has already happened where like the people ran and said they growing and saw they couldn't do it and left. So like all the real growers have left. And so now it's like we got all the, the marijuana and now it's getting put down into oil and all these different, different ways nice. and substances. So, you know, I'm just trying to jump into different substances because the marijuana is already there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's like the vape pen, the weed pen, the weed oil, weed water, all those new things. Nice. So Awesome. Well, thank you for taking time out. Yo, appreciate thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, that's today's episode of Mike Line, and thanks for tuning in. You can listen to more episodes of Mike Line and everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Mike Line on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content. Let us know who you like to have on the show, and thank you for listening to Mike Line.